Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, one of the things that you had told me before um, was kind of really percolating in my brain as I was doing what you said, read like a pirate or pray like a pirate and reading the Gospels. And one of the things that you said was, you'll be judged by the fruit of your labors. And you, you use this in a couple of different contexts one of which was in the episode where I asked you about how will we know if the second coming is really Jesus or imposter? Because even Jesus warns us about imposters. And the answer you gave was, you'll know the you'll know by the quality of the works. And that thought process was going through my mind here and thinking about, well, that's something that really can be applicable to any person, not just Jesus and his second coming, but to all of us, you know, when we look at ourselves and what did we do today, what was the quality of our works? And that whole notion has just been going through my head and my mind and thinking about kind of my day-to-day life. You know, was this profitable? Was this not, not just in terms of economic profitable, but is it going to make a difference in the world moving forward? And to me, that was the essence of what I think I distilled from, from your message there of, the fruits of of what you create. And I also realized very quickly that there's no one answer to that, that each of us are going to be called to a different version of, of what our fruits are and how they are. So I wanted to spend an episode basically talking about this because it has been on my forethought of my brain quite a bit. And I want to, to dive into it, see if there's ways that we can give extractions, how to make it better, how to be able to implement this in everyone's life. Because as I found thinking about what is the legacy, what is, what's the fruits of this action, I felt that it changed some of the basic things I was doing in my day a lot. Um, And from just literally the way I scheduled my day, the way I was running meetings all the way to and through what I was doing. I mean, the, the way I was spending my time and whatnot, the to a degree, the words I guess I was using started changing a little bit. And it just seemed like such a massive ripple effect. And I get it. I'm totally capable of being a weird freak. I'm not fighting that. But I think that there's a lot to this. And uh, I, I want to put the ball in your court because I'm hoping I'm not the first person who's ever brought this to you. <laughs> um, sure. And, and I'll just uh, give a give a real basic sketch and then uh, throw that back to you and and uh, we can iterate a little bit. But uh, the the principle that Jesus gives of judging a tree by its fruits is uh, is quite helpful in a number of spaces, as you noted. And um, I will say up front that it's it's not an absolute measurable criterion at the same time. Uh, mm-hmm. There are some notable examples of groups that were profoundly fruitful by normal measurements. You know, people like to measure in religious orders, the number of vocations, or sometimes we measure, you know, the amount of growth and monetary uh, fruitfulness. And we note, uh, anyway, a variety of things. And, And in fact, people who turned out to be profoundly corrupt were at the heart of some things that looked extremely fruitful. So I just have to say up front, there it's not, it's never going to quite reduce to um, 
you know, if you put together this spreadsheet and uh, measure all of these outcomes, then you guarantee that this is uh, the real deal or something like that. But God does tend to make flourish that which is uh, good, which is according to his will, which is build, building up his kingdom. And he does tend to frustrate things that are not. Um, but, you know, again, it goes going back to the Psalms, why do the evil prosper? Uh, so we, we have some of those things as well. And then we have to note that, uh, you know, like St. Joseph was not producing great furniture, apparently. I mean, people weren't saving all of his woodworking, and yet he's the you know, second holiest person that ever lived next to Our Lady. And so uh, there is the great reversal that we find, especially in Christianity. We could also say that Jesus's life is the kind of greatest failure. So what fruits are we measuring is is one point. And then just knowing that there's going to be a, a little bit of a fuzz around it that we we need to kind of keep uh, open hands about and uh, allow things to play out. A little bit like Jesus says, some things won't play out until the end. The weeds and the wheat will grow together and they'll be basically indistinguishable uh, is, is uh, part of the thing until until it's time for the harvest, until the end. And so, so we, we don't necessarily get absolute answers uh, well, we're, n- we're not going to get absolute answers because these things, ultimately our relationship with God, salvation, the path of, of Christianity is always going to be a path of faith. It's always going to re- leave room for disbelief so that there is room for belief, so that there is freedom, so that there is love. With no freedom, there's no love. If it's absolute, there's no room for uh, reasonable doubt. And then there's no, there's no freedom. And so anyway, just to kind of put a little bit of a context around how much we can expect to get out of this and then to say, well, what things are we measuring? And, and uh, fortunately they're, they're coming from two different places, but Jesus says, you know, a tree by its fruits. And St. Paul says the fruits of the spirit are these love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, uh, or faithfulness, gentleness, or generosity, self-control. Um, so those are those are good things to be looking at, and and that has a way of separating from those are not the normal worldly measures. We're not normally saying uh, which is the most loving company. We're usually saying which is the company that delivers the product on time, you know, or delivers the best product, or delivers the cheapest product, or you know, what's, what's the most loving company? What's the most joyful company? What's the most peaceful person? Uh, so, so paying attention to the fruits of the Holy Spirit as a sign of the authenticity, the spirit-filledness of a person, of, a, of an organization, of, of a situation is, is one really helpful thing to keep in mind. And, uh, and then also, again, we have to say, well, we don't have full access. Sometimes there are people that that seem to be very joyful. And then we read that they've, they've taken their own life or something, you know, I mean, it's like, so we, we don't always know what's going on inside of people either. And, and so even as we do evaluate some of these external signs, we realize there are deeper realities. Sometimes there are people that seem sullen on the outside, but actually are, have a really beautiful heart and profound faithfulness uh, on the inside. So again, leaving a little room for error, uh, and recognizing everything is not revealed to us from the outside. Some things don't become visible until the harvest, until the end. Um, at the same time, paying attention to where we're seeing the fruits of the Holy Spirit in a person, in a group, in a movement, in a process, 
those are those are good ways to uh, a good beginning point to for evaluation. So I, I think that the the crux of where I got from you there was that list of from St. Peter there of what what we actually should be measuring in our fruits. And I think that going through that exercise, again, as you put very clearly, indicating the internal spotlight. We're not looking and judging other people with this. This is based upon ourselves that it's really a beautiful way of doing goal setting, given the fact that this isn't something that you can measure. You can't measure, like I have 37 units of self-control. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I look at it like that and saying, the, first off, it's a beautiful list to implement and to take into your life what, what, what you, and to be the goals. But when you sit back and actually just take one of them, for instance, w- w- faithfulness, how could I increase the faithfulness in my life? And if you really kind of orient yourself in those directions, there's no way it won't by default have a positive impact upon you. And just stepping in into my world where I'm teaching people how to do sales, run their business more efficiently and all that stuff every day, people that are peaceful are better at it. Um, You know, they're not prone to the ups and downs fluctuations of life whenever you need to discipline an employee or tell one you weren't selected for a promotion or say, you know what? I thought I wanted you as a client, but we're now we're not going to be clients anymore. When you're peaceful like that, you're much easier to accept that convey the message in a happy way that doesn't end up with disarray and chaos. Um, And that's, that's something you just look and go, wow, that's, that's amazing for, for building a business, building a life having self-control makes it a whole lot easier than not. I mean, if you look at it, that's the big difference between a lot of successful people and those that never become successful. I can't turn off my impulses. So therefore I have to be at a job that allows me to not get drug tested or drink on the job or whatever. Um, and you see the limitations that you have in your life from, again, using an economics theorem because that's where I live in. Um, but you see the limitations there that if you would just take and embrace the list, which quite frankly, the, the list from St. Peter there is not weird. It's it, it's not massive. It's not like there's 300 bullet points you, you got to ace for your final here. It, it's building blocks that as you embrace them will make your life so much stronger. And I just, just love that notion of, of these are the fruits of, of doing it correctly. And again, knowing that even if you go to an apple orchard and you pick off apples from different trees, they're going to be slightly different. They can be the same species of apple. They can both be the honey crisp, but one of which is going to taste a little bit different. One's going to be a little bit bigger. It doesn't make it bad or wrong or anything like that. It's just the way that it is. And so I, I say that because one of the things we often discuss here on the show is being gentle with yourself whenever we're doing these types of self-evaluations. It's one of the things. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> And there is no one way. I mean, you know, go to any produce section, try to find two identical lemons or pears or whatever. It's impossible, <laughs> right? So to a sense, it, 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 if we're not going to be thinking that that's realistic in nature, why would we think it's realistic within ourselves? And th- that kind of gets to a second question. This might be a whole episode. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm putting let, it here. Let me just uh, insert oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. 
real quickly into that. Uh, first of all, it's it's St. Paul, not St. Peter. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's I, okay. It's all, okay. All the letters are St. Paul. I should have got um, that right. Sorry. But I just, uh, I just say that also, if any of our listeners wants to look up. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 is where St. Paul lists those fruits of the Spirit. He also lists the um, the fruits of, oh, gosh. Now I don't even, I can't even think. Basically the vice, the opposite. Uh, okay. He, he lists uh, those right there too, Galatians 5.20 or something like that. And then he lists the fruits. Uh, technically he lists, he says the fruit of the Spirit are these. It's very interesting. So some some have said actually the fruit is love. And then it's almost like colon. The fruit of the Spirit is love, colon, joy, peace, patience, almost like it's a descriptor for love. Anyway, that's a that's a little speculation and uh, elaboration on the idea, but but having that collection of things, just the one little thing I want to insert, and in, in it uh, it's it's going along with the the gentleness that you were uh, already moving toward. So the the fruit are a product of a healthy tree, and so a tree doesn't produce fruit by focusing on producing fruit. A tree produces fruit by focusing on being a healthy tree. And so just to say, we can't always, these aren't things that we can will necessarily. I'm going to be faithful. Now, now you can do that to a certain a certain degree, but it's also a fruit. It's a byproduct, you might say, of doing good things, of the virtues, really, to go back to, you know, those uh, episodes. And, you know, we could do a whole variety of sub virtues and all these kinds of things. The things that we can actually directly will, we can't necessarily will peace, for example. Peace is a fruit of having an ordered life, uh, having thinking through things properly, uh, a sufficient amount of prayer, healthy relationships, you know. So, so these things are also a, a fruit, a byproduct. And so they are important to pay attention to. Um, but as you said very well, you know, being gentle with ourselves and not saying, well, I don't have a lot of peace in my life. In fact, I'm an anxious mess. Does that make me a bad person? No, it doesn't make you a bad person. And, and we all bear our own crosses. And as you said very nicely, there's lots of different fruits. <laughs> so you're a different fruit than I am. Um, but the, uh, you know, so just looking at those different qualities and saying, wow, you know, maybe there, there isn't as much of this in my life. Uh, whatever, uh, generosity or, or self-control or something. And, you know, are there some decisions I can make to make the tree healthier? And again, the tree is going to be built, especially on relationship, our relationship with God, our relationship with others. And then there are going to be things that we can will around those, those other virtues, prudence, justice, fortitude, temperance, and, and certainly the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love as well. So, um, those are the things that we can kind of, the virtues are things that we can will, we can work on, we can press into. And then the byproduct, what that produces is, are these fruits. And so anyway, just to kind of orient all that. And, and I appreciate that. That's a, a very important thing that quite frankly, I missed. Um, and I appreciate what you can tell me right here in the moment that, that I'm missing. Cause I, cause I guess I, I, I was exactly what you described there. I was so anxious about getting to the results, which but as you put very clearly, the tree's first priority is setting strong roots and having strong patches of leaves. And if you don't have those, none of the rest of it matters. And I guess to continue the analogy further, especially in the light that we talk about here so much is, you know, those roots are really the relationships that you have with each other. 
Um, you know, when things go wrong in your life, uh, and I see this a lot with businesses, the ones that are able to rely adequately upon each other, whether that be internally or externally, get through the storms way better than those that try to take it all upon themselves as I'm a business owner, I'm on an island, and this 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 has to go away so everyone loses their job. Um, you know, that, 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 that happens because you're isolated and you think you're on your own island, you have to do this. And to use the, the analogy of fruiting of the fruiting tree is you need to have roots. And I do believe that, that, I mean, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that that's what you're saying there. The relationships Excellent. are the Excellent. roots. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I have a total analogy for what the leaves would be yet, <laughs> but, 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 but to go through it, 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 you make a very good point is that I'm going to, I'm going to emphasize on just being mature. You, you can't do it by yourself. You know, you need to have some form of temptation or test to be able to show like, oh, there is ice cream here. And I haven't eaten it yet. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. I'd almost, uh, well, it, it's, it falls short in one way, but in one way you can almost say the leaves are the relationship with God, you know, even at the, sort of the heavenly thing. And, because we really do, our relationship with God flows so much from human relationships. Those are the foundational things. And if we have good roots, then our relationship with God really thrives. So again, it's I could make an argument against that analogy too, but but uh, just a, one way of seeing those things. Mm -hmm. Healthy roots rooted with people, good relationships in, in families and communities, and, uh, and then a, a nice uh, canopy of openness to the heavens, right? And drawing the sunshine in through, uh, through prayer and relationship with God. And then that produces good fruit in our lives. Yeah. And that is fantastic. So, so father, as I said, I did have a, another second question that I wanted to put you there, but with us only having a couple minutes left in this episode, I'm going to save it for next week to give everyone a little preview of a you know, cliffhanger, if you will. But father, you were so good at, at teaching the, the, what the fruit should be. If you could just do kind of a, a quick rundown of them as we conclude our message and maybe one or two ways to indicate if we're going down that road a little bit correctly. Well, again, love, uh, I, I think, is is fairly straightforward. And and we can see that in a couple of ways, the feeling of love and the, and the action of love. And we can see how much love is there in my life. You know, I think it's a, it's a fair question that it's not all on us. You know, but just a, a one way of seeing that. And if you can see the love in your life growing, that's certainly a good sign that we want to pay attention to. Um, joy. Again, there's a, I know a lot of people who are, you know, kind of more naturally melancholic people and they're not bad people and they actually live very holy lives. Um, but joy in ways it's expressed in some people is not expressed in them. I'm, I'm always I'm very sensitive to, um, to people getting beaten up by, you know, a, a holy Christian's a joyful Christian. Got to be joyful. Be joyful. <laughs> it's like, are you saying that to me in a joyful way? I feel kind of beaten up by that. But uh, but we, I think we can see, you know, where there is uh, joy is in the Thomistic sense, the, you know, comes from the possession of the good. So having good things and then enjoying them. And I think that's where we can actually uh, open up some joy, savoring, enjoying good things is, uh, you know, as a, as a way to evaluate that. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, 
generosity, self-control. Um, we're going to run out of time. I'm happy to elaborate on some of the others, but just to to list them again and and say, you know, paying attention to these things. I, even just uh, maybe I'll I'll finish with peace and. And it's a real piece of, of fulfillment. Sometimes we strive for the peace of ceasefire. Uh, we've eliminated the problems. We've eliminated the conflicts. But, but I think a, a real uh, peace, shalom, is a piece of fulfillment. I am where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's bringing forth the, the good things that it's supposed to be bringing forth. And I feel fulfilled. And so I, I like uh, that expression of, of interior peace, where that leaves our hearts at rest with the Lord. Yeah, and that's such a, a beautiful way of of approaching it, really, uh, of just thinking that this whole episode really was introducing a way of that I had been thinking through teachings of you and, and from reading some of the Gospels there that dawned upon me. And I wanted to share it because I can tell you three months ago, I didn't have these kinds of thoughts and, and wanted to put these actions into my life. And it's going to be something that if you do, it will work, especially if you consistently think about it It will change things for the better in a lot of ways and you know i growing up i had zero patience like that was that was a thing (laughs) and and just knowing how different things are now and i don't say that to say like oh i'm special but i say that in a way that we all have the ability as father was mentioning earlier in the episode about we have free will we have the power to choose it and sometimes it's just a little bit about making it more forefront on our mind and taking it off that back burner and put it in the forefront and things really start to turn around. So that would be the invitation we give everyone for this week to, to really think about of that list of fruits, where is it that I could focus option one and then option two, what am I already doing really good at and how can I make that stronger? So we thank everyone for being with us this week. We'll be with you again next week.